0: Its Catholic identity builds upon Thomas Aquinas and the magisterium of the Catholic Church and engaging with God in the wilderness. Find out more at wyomingcatholic.edu. Fred Siegel is with us today. He is Senior Fellow at the Manhattan Institute and a City Journal contributing editor. He's the author of many books, too many to count. Uh, Most recently, however, The Revolt Against the Masses, How Liberalism Has Undermined the Middle Class, a book which we, we discussed actually a couple of years ago. Uh, it came out in 2014, but it actually anticipated many of the events of 2016. Hey, he has uh, another book out recently. It's called The Crisis of Liberalism, Prelude to Trump. It's really a, a collection of essays that go back. Some some go back a couple of decades, but I think the, the motif here is that many things that have been going on in American life uh, dovetail around. The, the nature of liberalism, and have led us to 2020. So I'm glad to see these essays coming back. Fred, well, thank you for joining us. Oh, 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 thank you for having me, Mark. All right. You know, in the, 19, in, in the introduction, you have a comment, you uh, a term. You call it the long 1960s. It's not just the 60s, it's the long 60s. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, at one point there was a debate: when did the '60s end? Was it was it uh, at Altamont, the Altamont Speedway, the, the the killing by the killings by the Hell's Angels at the rock concert, or you know, or or or, 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 or was or was it, uh, it uh, just a, a, a kind of slow deterioration of, uh, of, of, of of character? And there really isn't it, the, the, the reason people have such a problem with the end of the '60s. It really never ended uh it, it the the themes of the 60s never died uh they they, they were they were they were carried on and, and and one of the things you, you, you see is the way the way that uh the kind of quasi religious quasi political desires of, of the American left, it just mutate slightly, but they never, but they never, they never really uh, leave
0: the field. Yeah, I mean, a lot of conservatives believe Ronald Reagan finally put the '60s to you know to death, but no, no, the the certain elements they ran right through the Reagan revolution and kept going.
1: That, that's right, and so the much of what, what Lash writes about picks up on on what we would find immediately contemporary. Uh, the sense of, of, of a left wing, uh, which, which sees itself as anchored and uh, in, in, in only anchored only in, in the desires of the individuals talking about it or, or embodying it, but but having having no 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 greater mooring, and and a loss of any loss of any sense of historical perspective.
0: We still don't have that, do we? No, we don't. And and this is. I mean, we can call this a left phenomenon, but just give us, you know, terms that we often see, Fred. What is your fundamental division or divisions between the old left and the new left?
1: Well, if if we're going back to the sixties, the, the supposed division was that that the that the new left. Uh, Recognized that uh, that Moscow uh, wasn't an ideal place. It wasn't. It wasn't a place to be emulated. But the trouble was, the, the new left had had a whole series of heroes who were, who were also quasi totalitarian or to, or fully totalitarian, like Castro. I, I mean, it's now about ten years, but I, I remember walking coming across a guy on the uh, Hunter College campus. I was giving a talk. And he's w- wearing a Che chated- Guevara T-shirt. <laughs> of course. And, and you know, and uh, I, I said, "Do you know who he was?" I said, "Sort of." I said, y- you, "You, you, did you know he was a mass murderer?" And and guy just looked at me horrified and just said, uh, you're, "You're bumming me out," and and, <laughs> and he gathered his feet and, and and departed. But that's what that's that, you know he the so supposedly this is a new left, but it really wasn't very new at all. It really was a continuation in 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 in, in new in, in new guise of old old elements.
0: You go back to 1967 in the cities, Detroit and elsewhere. You know, one thing that you actually reminded me of: there were it, it wasn't just one or two deaths in a riot, which we see today taking place and the nation is horrified by this. For example, the, the woman who got killed in Charlottesville uh, got run down. But the numbers in in Detroit, for instance, was it 32 people killed that that, that that I saw? And that this was not uncommon at that kind. Was the violence, the violence was that widespread?
1: Yes, and um, at the time, uh, the, the riots broke out in, in Newark, I was in New Brunswick. And, and New Brunswick, there was mild rioting going on in New Brunswick. And so I drove I drove up uh, 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 Route 22 up uh, past Plainfield where there was rioting. I got to Newark. Hopefully, you're going to catch up with a friend, an African-American fraternity brother uh, who lived in Newark. And I, I was hooked up, and he everyone was freaking out. We we went into a, some kind of fast food. It wasn't it wasn't a Hardee's. It, 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 it was a place that doesn't exist anymore. When when they finished eating, I, I went outside and I there was an African American couple behind me and I held the door. Well, they 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 flipped out. Is this guy what, what kind of trick is this guy pulling? Is he going to slam the door on us? You know what, why is he doing this? Uh, you know, I I said to them, I just I said, hi, you know, I just a hi, you know, in a friendly way. I didn't get into it, and uh, my friend said to me, uh, you you gotta understand, uh, people here are just uh, completely on edge, and I think there were seventeen people killed in Newark. Uh, it it was Newark was new, and I and. After after uh, I spent a little time there, I just wanted to get the hell out as fast as I could, and I didn't take a route a route back on uh, a home that was uh, that were that led me through uh,
0: riot riot torn uh, towns. Did you what you see then? Did what you saw then have in in terms of proportions? Is it much worse than what we're seeing now, or are you are you worried about what we're seeing now that we're, we we may be heading toward? The, the degrees of, of violence and mayhem that we saw then.
1: Well, I, I think it's I, I, I think it, it, it is both worse and better then, and worse and better now, the the the, 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 the growth of an, of a uh, uh, crazed woke upper middle class radicals, white radicals, who are much more radical than than uh, the uh, black population, uh, that's new. And, and, and that's and that's 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 uh, uh, frightening. It's not that that this was entirely absent then. Uh, I, you know, I, I had I had uh, friends who who uh, were, were, you you would describe then as woke. We 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 would describe now I should excuse me, as as woke. They weren't, that weren't that's not the term that was used then, but we we'd call them ultras. But the other thing the other thing that's happened is. I can't tell the difference between I don't I don't know what left and right mean I don't think that those terms have any meaning for, for, uh, for American politics today. There is no traditional left wing uh, because the left wing was traditionally uh, connected to uh, a, a working class, you know, uh, liberating the working class. For, for today's uh, uh, woke radicals, um, the, the working class is the enemy, especially if they're white. Yeah. And so we're 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 in a, we're in a completely new framework, and I, I'm not sure I'm not sure where, where where this leads us.
0: You know, in the course of your, your uh, introduction, uh, you you mentioned something very interesting about President Obama. You say that while the disruptions of the '60s and '70s were happening, President Obama was far far away from all that. He didn't experience that as a child. The way I did. I I was born in 1959. But that he did come into the United States, into college uh, in the in the early 80s, when we got this sort of first wave, you call it first wave of political correctness, really settling into a dogma. You know, it's coming off the streets and it's going into classrooms, it's going into institutions. And that this this experience really did shape uh, a lot of his, ended up shaping a lot of his presidency, such as the way he sort of did institutionalize some forms of political correctness inside the federal government. I've never seen anyone make that point before, Fred. Is that, is that, is that all you? Is that original with you?
1: Yes, yes.
0: I think it's right.
1: This is a side story. Uh, before Obama's elected, I was in Chicago and uh, my, my my wife has two wonderful sisters, one of whom lives in Chicago, the other lives in Illinois. I like to joke that one lives in New York, one lives in Illinois, the other lives in California, and that between them, they re- re- represent all the country's problems. But anyway, as I was at the older, my older sister's house in in, in uh, Chicago. I say my older sister because I've married for, for 45 years. I never had any sisters. They are my sisters. So she had a lot of friends. She, she. This is her name is Joni. She knew. It. She was just one of the liveliest. Still, she still is just eighty, eighty nine years old. One of the eighty seven years old. Excuse me. One of the liveliest most and people you could imagine. So, she had, being Joni, being Joni, had one series of parties after another. And who did I come across at these parties? People who knew Obama. The guy who'd been his former accountant, the guy who'd been his, who'd been his no joke, his dry cleaner, a, a guy who'd been, quote, unquote, a friend. And I, I, they, frightened me out, they frightened me out of my wits. Uh, not, not, that they, not that they said this guy's going to do none, none of them thought he was remotely ready to be president. But they were all in favor of him being president because they thought, well, he's from Chicago. This will all be the, to the good for us. You know, the, the pure patronage question. Well, it didn't, even, didn't really come through that way either. But in any, in any case, you, you, you had a sense of there uh, of a guy with no real character, and they knew this guy in, in Springfield. And as uh, the, the more I investigated, and uh, the, the more I, I realized, he had accomplished absolutely nothing in his life. He, he, he was simply a, a guy with, with a good resume who spoke well.
0: Fred, he was the one, capital O.
1: I I I made people crazy by by mocking him. I I'm, I'm talking about from day 1. Uh, even me I, I I said, you know, the, 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 this guy is is a non-entity. And and I was I, I wasn't completely right about it because when it came to things like Ferguson, he did a great deal of damage. And then the, he played a, he played a subtle game. You know, Eric Holder his is Hard-edged
0: attorney general, attorney
1: general, uh, went to, you know, issued a report and the report was uh, fair fair minded.
0: It was without
1: without actually without actually putting an end to the the ridiculous rumors. Hands up, don't shoot. Well, there was a guy on the scene just just made that made that up. So what about what Obama did is 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 it it intensify the racial divisions in the country without without being too harsh about it.
0: You know, with the racial divisions we have right now, one would think that Obama could be a civic, not a political, but he could be a civic voice here that should carry a lot of weight in terms of let's bring down the temperature, okay? Let's just settle down. Everyone just calm down. For a while. I mean, I I would think that he he would be a visible, he he could be a visible presence in, I mean, what would happen if Obama spent three days walking through Chicago, walking the streets of Chicago, talking to people? I, I think that that would go down as a memorable occasion. And it would boost his, it would boost his standing and he wouldn't have to take any real positions there. Just Show up, be a calming presence on the scene. I mean, am I wrong about that? Uh, but he,
1: he was never very civic. It was never—it was always intensely political. And right now, he—he's uh, he, in Martha's Vineyard, uh, in his twelve million dollar mansion. I mean, Obama has, has done very well for himself and he you know i don't think he he i don't think he was ever much interested in civic life and and you know he, he how did he get elected senator well uh he used he used his inside connections to open up two supposedly sealed divorce records which showed that two these two characters he was running against were not not all that nice yeah hmm. that that paved the way for his that paved the way for his, his victory
0: you know if if uh If we go back to, I mean, one of the people you go back to in the book is Herbert Crowley, who you term as one of the grandfathers of progressivism. But when you look at the current progressives, Obama and the rest, you never hear them refer to Herbert Crowley. Why is Herbert Crowley forgotten? Uh,
1: They don't read. I'm about a decade older than you were. When I went to college, they were not one, not two, but three new editions of Herbert Crowley's great book, The Promise of American Life. It came out the same year because it seemed so pertinent.
0: Everyone on the left read it in the 60s. Everyone read it. What happened? The
1: successor, the successor generations uh, stopped reading, period. I mean, that was my experience as a college professor that goes around somewhere about 2005, uh, my students had stopped reading, and, and nothing I could do could change that. Hmm. I, I used I used to assign uh, both the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, and I said you could read either one, and we'll, we'll talk about one article a, a week uh, from one of these papers. Then I if the time went by, I said, okay, now I just want you to read one article a week from the Daily News or or, or the New York Post. That didn't work. They'd, they'd come to class with these newspaper handouts, excuse me, subway handouts. There we were still saw a lot of subway writers in those days. These subway handouts were the, the kind of thing that you'd get at a supermarket with, you know, um, three pages of news and 10 pages of advertising. Anyway, when that happened, I, you have to understand that the, the, the school I taught at in those years uh, was, was one of the hardest schools in America to get into. It was... The the, the the students were the top three percent of the country. Uh, the Cooper Union for Science and Art in Manhattan. That this was happening to the Cooper Union, I, I just uh, I, I didn't quite understand it. You know, and then I realized it was something that was it was larger than than what I was what I understood. That it was when I, I went to speak at other colleges, and, and I and I discovered my my guide. I'm I'm
0: I'm in a, a, a in a Tartless forest here. And, and it meant that I mean, there, there was a great progressive tradition from Crowley, you know, 1910 and the New Republic uh, on down through through the decades. And they lost that tradition. They didn't care. I mean, was this a, a following out of sort of a, a new progressivist simplification that said, why should we read the old stuff? You know, the, the, we, know we know the past was wrong our job is to make a better world it is not to to look back was that the the logic you saw or did they 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 didn't even they didn't even get that far
1: no it was very much the the logic was we're here to remake the world Uh, we we don't we don't need to know and and insofar as they knew something in the past they'd once read a book by howard zinn and it, it, it it didn't go beyond that and it was disconcerting because it wasn't left, or, it wasn't left or right. There's a reason people use the term woke. It's not left or to be woke is not to be in, in, in my understanding at least. People are neither not neither left nor right. They're entitled. Huh. They're entitled to govern. They're, they're they're entitled to have their their word taken as law.
0: It, it's such a self compliment. If I'm woke, everyone else is asleep. Okay, dull, insensible. And I'm woke. It's really a declaration. It's a nice pat on the back. Certainly.
1: Yes, that's very much the case. You see elements of this in some of the people I write about as godfathers of liberalism. You see. You see element. You see elements of this in Randolph Bourne, whose name has who's been completely forgotten, but was, was some someone who's read intensely by half century of, of American left liberals. And he, you know, he, he would talk about
0: awakenings, but
1: and it has some of the same meaning.
0: And and y- you referred a minute ago to Christopher Lash. He was very good on this, wasn't he?
1: Eventually, uh, I have an article in an essay in, in the in the collection, which I really take Lash to task for, for some of his writings. But to be fair to him, he changed. He learned. And he he became a a, a a much better historian as time went
0: on. You also have a a, a little piece on another book, a book from the sixties, uh, William F. Buckley's "The Unmaking of a Mayor." Now, now, for, I think that's one of the great books of the sixties. I, I I think it is it it is a fantastic one. Now, why should we still read that book today?
1: Well, if if you're a New Yorker. Uh, suffering through through De Blasio, uh, the book speaks to you immediately. I'm not sure non-New Yorkers uh, will will respond to it in in quite the same way. It's a wonderful read, and and he he, he goes into into the the, the kind of silliness that, that's that, that's involved in the Lindsay campaign. Now the, the Lindsay campaign, you know, the, the official record rhetoric was there were no riots in New York. There were many riots in New York. There were no riots reported in New York. And so, so you, you those, in, in the case of Lindsay, you get, you get an anticipation of what's going to happen with the media later on. As, in, in, now. And now today, the, you know, riots can take. Well, eventually, you know, in Portland, I guess two months was enough. And, and there were some minor there would be some minor reference. Uh, and, you know, I, I still look at The New York Times uh, very reluctantly. I have an online subscription, uh, which I barely read. But, I, I, you know, I look at it to see, and sometimes there's something that's worth reading. It's not totally worthless. But oddly enough, I find out that the, the paper that I grew up uh, to despise, uh, The New York Post, is the most interesting paper in New York.
0: They have some funny covers, don't they?
1: Yes, it's a very funny cover.
0: They had a cover the other day about some young, some young Upper East Side uh, college student, wealthy, who, who'd gotten arrested, and apparently she's a big, a big, a big, uh, a fan of of the left, or at least she thinks she is. And the headlines show what was: she's got the hots for Trotsky. Well, now there's now there's another
1: story. The, 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 without mentioning names, a, a gal who lives very near me. I sit. I sit on my porch. and I, I read, and people come by and they want to talk to me. I'm happy to. I'm happy to talk with them. So she came by. This is what three, four days ago, and and we start talking. Her daughter is a friend of of of, of the, the 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 wackadoodle uh, woke gal from the Upper East Side, well to well to do gal from the Upper East Side. Uh, the daughter is not is not woke and is is. Semi sensible. When when this this woman I know whose whose, whose daughter was friends with this with this girl, she said, this woman lied. She you know she lied. She said I had nothing to do with this. I don't know why it was. And then the post publishes a 12 page radical manifesto i say radical not left or right just radical and insensible maybe is a better way to put it insensible manifesto from the scale and the the, the friend who lives down the block the, the daughter uh is is uh gobsmacked uh, she can't believe this, this is it, she, this woman told me uh, that, that, that the police are just making this up and it was at that moment she recognized that that lying has always been part of radical politics.
0: You, you know, you you mentioned John Lindsay and you have some some items on John Lindsay. People today, people under maybe 60 years of age, they don't know what John Lindsay was. I mean, my mother was in love with John Lindsay. I mean, I mean she would swoon. Uh, you know, a 40-year-old woman would swoon over John Lindsay every time he appeared. On camera, he was he was a star, and Buckley <laughs> Buckley did a lot of damage to him in those some of those debates. But uh, you 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 talk about John Lindsay a lot. Boy, he disappeared fast, didn't he? Well, he, he was very
1: handsome. Um, he, he was very very handsome. He, he was even more appealing than Bobby Kennedy. Um, uh, but, but he was such a disaster as mayor, uh, the, 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 the enormous growth of welfare at a time of 3 uh, percent unemployment. When when Lindsay came to his downside, when, when city, he, he was mayor as the city economy was just booming. But then he held on and he got reelected and he was mayor as the city economy, uh, thanks in part to his taxation and re- regulation policies collapsed the city lost 600,000 jobs in, in the early 70s and the the, the consequences were were just uh, horrific and and Lindsey, people people stopped talking about lindsay you know he, you know it, it used to be it used to be that they, they, they wouldn't shut up then yeah, I, I had to I had to bring him up. I found in conversation. I said, "Well, what about Lindsay?" Yeah, but, <laughs> and, and then then you could have a little bit. But if, besides that, you you couldn't you couldn't talk about him.
0: On the other hand, the Black Panthers haven't gone away. Why are the Black Panthers lionized today? You you talk about them a little bit in the book. So.
1: Yeah, they they never went the 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 famous uh, incident at at, at, at uh, Leonard Bernstein. There's there's a a Tom Wolfe essay, which is one of his best, one of Tom Wolfe's best, about about a a party uh, uh, at Leonard Bernstein's at which all of all of the faux radicals are invited, all 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 the Hollywood types and
0: limousine liberals, limousine liberals. Thank you uh and uh it was i think it was a fundraiser for the uh, for the panthers up there on park avenue and uh wolf wrote it up in an essay called radical chic it's a great essay
1: and worth and worth worth reading but the audience just you know bought bought the 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 line lock stock and barrel and here here were these guys with beautifully uh, coiffed uh and 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 wearing black leather jackets uh, they, they 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 just you know, aesthetically they 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 were knockouts for the for the, for the audience, and and uh, exactly one person uh, challenged uh, challenged their 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 account of America. The the, the Hollywood director Otto Preminger, who had, who had, who had been uh, born in Germany and, and experienced the Nazis and and escaped, and Preminger was alone in saying, you know, this is just nonsense. And, and you know, but but uh, the effect of the uh, effect of the Wolf essay was to make fun of them, and and they 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 faded some, but they didn't they didn't fade entirely, especially on the West Coast where they they uh, there there were a series of prison uh, uh, prison breakouts, and uh, and and they and they, they maintained their reputation, but it, more broadly the the Panthers never lost their, their some of their allure allure. And it, it, it subsided, but as, as I, I talk about the sixties never ending, the pan, cult of the Panthers never really ended. And about 2010, there was a movie, uh, a, a television documentary, books. The, pan, the you know the Panthers, were, the Panthers were back. About the same time that Black Lives Matter was taking off, and Black Lives Matter is very much uh, a, a Panther phenomenon, an extension of the Panthers except they're, clo- they're close to the Chinese Communist Party huh. and, and,
0: and and not Moscow the book is the Crisis of Liberalism Prelude to Trump by Fred Siegel Fred thank you for joining us uh, thank you for having me and thank you for listening to our conversation which has been supported by Wyoming Catholic College which combines great books the Catholic tradition and the great Outdoors of the American West into an extraordinary education go to wyomingcatholic.edu or contact the admissions office at 877. 877-